what makes America the greatest country in the world. Soldiers, sailors, Marines, airmen. Stood up for what was right. First step in solving any problem is recognizing there is one. It's time we started talking. Dream isn't something we talk about. All we can ever do for our heroes is remember them. And they gave up two lives. The one they were living in and the one they would have lived. They gave up everything for our country, for us. Let's pray for freedom and justice. Only be a war if soldiers are willing to fight. Less than 1% of Americans serving in uniform. Some veterans not getting the time they care that they need. The good news is, is that in recent years, we've made historic investments to boost the VA budget. What is it? Why should we care? We should care about press freedom because... Because we were informed. In democratic societies, free, diverse, and pluralist media enable public debates and are essential checks don't on look power. Status. Let's discuss. What up, guys? How you guys doing? Um, new episode. Um, episode 18, uh, VA Service Connected Disabilities. And uh, this time we're going to touch on hearing loss and tinnitus. Mm-hmm. So first time we go into depth, into details. And actual service-connected disabilities. Yeah. So, uh, just to give you a hint, so what are the most common VA service-connected disabilities? Yeah, for most, the most common, no matter what you did in service or what your job was, ringing in the ears, hearing loss, PTSD is certainly getting up there now, your lower back or your upper back, scars, your knees, diabetes, definitely for Vietnam vets, um, paralysis of the sciatic nerve, which falls in line with your lower back and and potentially diabetes with neuropathy. Your ankles, and of course, degenerative arthritis of the spine. And so that's, those are probably the top common ones, no matter what you did. Most vets will probably fall under one or two of those things for sure. Yeah, so we're going to just pick up one or two for our next episodes and talk in depth about them. Yeah. Um, so without further ado, let's go into those detail, details. And uh, to give you a reminder, uh, service connection may be established for a disability resulting from the injury, suffered, or disease um, contracted in the line of duty, or for aggravation of pre-existing injury suffered or disease uh, contracted in the line of duty. So when you've been in the service, something happened to you, you're suffering, here is the result. Yeah. Uh, service connection may be granted for any disease diagnosed after discharge when all the evidence, including that pertinent to service, establishes that the disease was incurred in service. So um, to basic... Uh, info about what is service connection and uh, let's go into tinnitus what is that yeah tinnitus or ringing in the ears is not a disease but a symptom which can result from a wide range of underlying causes including prolonged exposure to abnormally loud sounds in the ear canal ear infections foreign objects in the ear nasal allergies which prevent or induce fluid drain or wax buildup tinnitus could also be noticed as uh, notice as part of a natural aging process as a side effect of some medications or of g- uh, genetic hearing loss. However, the most common cause is noise-induced hearing loss. 
So what are the common types of hearing loss? Although there are many types of hearing loss, the most common type is a sensorial loss and the second most common type of loss is conductive loss. There are three types of hearing loss we encounter most frequently. So the first one? The first one also is known as a nerve deafness. It is caused by damage to the hair cells in the inner ear. The inner ear is unable to transfer the sound vibrations to the brain and it usually occurs in both ears. It's the most common type of loss and it can result from aging, noise exposure, disease, birth defects, and nerve damage. This type of loss is usually treated with amplification or hearing devices. Some of the symptoms of a sensorial loss, I might be saying that wrong, difficulty understanding speech and background noises, say like sporting events, speech and other sounds seem unclear so sometimes that sound might cancel each other out, trouble hearing high-pitched sounds, so a lot of veterans might not be able to hear what their wives are saying sometimes. Of course. And that's a <laughs> medical issue. <laughs> Persistent or episodic ringing or buzzing sound in the ears. So the next type is uh, conductive loss. Yeah. What is that? Conductive loss is caused by damage to the outer or middle ear. Sound waves are blocked as they move through the outer or middle ear. Since the sound cannot travel effectively, the sound energy reaching the inner ear is weakened or muffled. Conductive loss may result from an infection, a wax buildup, fluid in the ear, damage to the middle ear bones, a perforation of the eardrum or obstruction in the ear canal. This type of loss is usually treated with earwax removal, medication, surgery, or a hearing device. And some of these symptoms of conductive loss are perceived speech and other sounds as stifled or distant, ear discomfort or discharge from the ear, swelling or redness of the outer ear, or pressure for fullness or fullness in the ear. Yeah, those are two main ones of uh, the three that exist. Definitely. Um, so uh, tinnitus is one of those things that can be tested for in some circumstances since it can be caused by certain damage to the ear and its associated parts. However, self-reported tinnitus, uh, uh, like I have hearing, like let's say I have hearing in my ears, and um, without uh, any physical damage to associated parts, uh, doesn't happen a lot to people who are exposed uh, to loud noises often. It is impossible to disprove since it's a subjective report, even though uh, you can get 0% denied for that, you can still push it forward because it's subjective and you uh, still have it. Yeah. Uh, so, hearing loss and tinnitus can be related, but one is not required for the other. Uh, so, you let's say you have a diagram from a, a doctor from VA medical facility that shows that you have a, a hearing loss when they test you with the frequencies. But that uh, um, actual uh, uh, audiogram uh, doesn't entitle you 100% to uh, disability uh, based on um, what, do you, what do you have, unfortunately.
So as uh, far as uh, uh, for civilian doctors, you would it's better if you would have uh, evidence from them as well. How does it affect your life? Uh, how actually uh, might you use your ears on a daily basis, even though it's pretty much obvious that you need to hear what's going on, or how that ringing affects you. Uh, because uh, what's going on lately, most likely, uh, even though it's one of the biggest uh, disabilities, you might get denied easily. Yeah. So you don't want to leave it vague, like it could have been this or that. Talk about how you got it in service. So talk about those loud things, flight lines, artillery, all that fun stuff. Yeah, having a combat action badge might help a lot, a lot as well. Definitely. Um, there is a good article uh, by um, Henry James, uh, PhD, and uh, his research team which is uh, the title for the article is Auditory Test Results, Characteristics of Subject with and Without Tinnitus. Uh, you can see the link on the screen. If you, you want to go into, in depth into scientific research, what is that and how actually it is tested. And it might help you with your VA claim. Yeah. Uh, so, what does this article says about tinnitus? It is the perception of sound that doesn't have an acoustic source in the environment. So, let's say uh, you have a ringing in your ear, but there is no source of it, except your brain or something that physiologically happening inside your head. Yeah, so it's very similar to almost like wheat in a field. When those little hairs are those little hairs are picking up sound and that's where it turns into electrical impulses for your brain to figure out what happens especially when you're in a loud noise environment is sometimes those hairs get damaged and now they're misfiring or touching each other and that's why you're hearing this ringing in your ears when nobody else hears it it's because it's your brain picking up electrical signals that aren't necessarily there so imagine if like that wheat grass in the field kind of fell over and it's firing off almost like a short. Yeah, uh, you can also refer beside that article to duty MOS hearing loss. Probability charge is VA uh, fast letter 10-35. And this letter actually introduces the duty MOS uh, noise exposure listing. So you can find your MOS and the uh, uh, that letter will tell you if uh, you are more likely than not to be exposed to loud noises if you don't have any other evidence. Yeah, at least try to use this. Mm -hmm. So each branch of the armed service has reviewed and endorsed list of military occupational specialities or MOSs uh, and the corresponding probability of hazardous noise exposure related to, in, to your um, MOS or your speciality. Yeah. So that letter, uh, if you don't have any other evidence, can help you. There is a huge list of MOSs and uh, uh, there are two co uh, three columns, uh, high probable, uh, moderate and low probability that you've been exposed during uh, your uh, job to those loud noises. 
So also uh, tinnitus comes in two forms, it's subjective and objective. In subjective tinnitus, only the uh, person who suffer will hear the ringing in their own ears. And in objective tinnitus, the sound can be heard by a doctor who is examining the ear canals. Uh, objective tinnitus is extremely rare, while subjective tinnitus is by far the most common form of the disorder. Um, of course, the sound of tinnitus may vary with the person experiencing it. Some will hear ringing, while others will hear buzzing sound. And uh, at the times, people may hear a, a creeping or a whistling sound. These sounds may be constant or uh, intermittent, short ones. They may also vary in volume and are generally more obstructive than uh, you would uh, normally experience uh, in a quiet environment. So it depends on the environment as well. Uh, sometimes you would hear it just when you lay down in bed, when you calm down. Yeah, and when all the like normal noises of the world kind of mellow out a little bit, you can kind of hear the tinnitus a little bit stronger. Uh, since we uh, touch a lot of well, you know, medical terms and uh, uh, the way it's uh, examined, we give you a reference to different articles. And another good one is Diagnostic Approach to Tinnitus by uh, Richard W. Kramer, MD, and uh, Ginva Hassan, MD, from University of New York. Uh, there is a web link on the screen that you can check. So that's how uh, tinnitus is uh, checked. And uh, we'll give you a couple uh, um, causes of tinnitus from this article. Yeah. So subjective tinnitus. Um, autologic uh, hearing loss, Meniere's disease or acoustic neuroma, autotoxic uh, medications or substances, neurologic, multiple uh, sclerosis or head injury, Metabolic, thyroid disorder, hyperlipidemia, vitamin B12 deficiency, or psychogenetic depression, anxiety, fibromyalgia. And there's also objective tinnitus, which is a vascular or arterial uh, brick. Venous, ooh, I don't know that word. Uh, or vascular tumors, I could say that. Mm -hmm. Neurologic, uh, idiopathic, uh, Muscle spasms or uh, uh, the eustachian tube uh, having a whole perforated eardrum. Uh, yeah, so those are two big ones. Yeah. How uh, all this information would help you? Uh, I would say uh, as long as you know what kind of uh, tinnitus you have and uh, how VA actually are supposed to look at your disorder, you might know actually uh, what kind of tests they might conduct on you, or my, what kind of tests from a private doctor you might have to do in order to prove uh, that you have it. Yeah. And uh, my question would be, uh, Joe, like right now, what do you see as the claims? Do you get most of the times, uh, do you see most of the times those claims to be approved or denied? Yeah. Uh... For the most part, if you're a younger veteran, a lot of the times you'll see the hearing loss get denied because even though you might have a hearing 
loss, it may not be significant to your life yet, at least not to the VA's beliefs. So you might get denied just because you caught all the words right with the speech discrimination. Tinnitus, you, you have a good shot depending on what your MOS is, how long you're in the service and what you did. So most of the time, tinnitus is one of the easier things to claim because no matter who you are in the military, you're playing with something loud, you're around something loud, or you're doing wild things. So there's a good chance that the majority of us will run into tinnitus no matter what you do in service. But the likelihood of hearing loss gets better as you get older because you know you're naturally it's going to get worse as you get older. But most of the time for these modern, modern veterans like Iraq, Afghan vets, unless you have a severe uh, hearing loss, most of the time you're going to see a denial or low percentages. But for my older guys, like say like World War II, Korean, Vietnam, there's a good chance you could hit a 50% or higher. With, with hearing loss alone, just because of your job and how severe it is now at your age. Yeah, so most likely, even though it's one of the most uh, popular uh, disability claims, you'll get denied. Yeah. The yeah, if you're younger and you're catching all the words, there's a good shot you're going to get denied. But the other parts for that, if you appeal, most likely uh, you'll get it. Yeah. But only through appeal. Yeah, and you'll probably get a zero, maybe a 10% if you're lucky with the hearing loss itself. But yeah. But if you get a zero, that's a good, uh, that's already a good shot because later it can be 50%. Definitely. Zeros are always a good thing, so don't look at those as negative at all. But if you get denied right now, most likely it's going to be much more difficult to get anything from that later. Yeah, you'd have to prove some kind of issue. Yeah. Like during the process. Since uh, it's uh, much more easier to prove that you have tinnitus uh, through appeal, um, I have a question. Has anybody had uh, any luck with reopening a previously denied claim for hearing loss and tinnitus due to acoustic trauma? Yeah, definitely. Just because you get denied doesn't prevent you from filing in the future and doesn't kill that claim off for the rest of your life. In order to successfully reopen a previously and uh, finally disallowed claim, the law requires the presentation of evidence that is both new and material. So in addition to the above directives, if a claim requires new and material evidence, VA must notify a claimant of the evidence and its information that is necessary to reopen the claim, and the VA must notify the claimant of the evidence and information that is necessary to establish his entitlement to the underlying claim for the benefits sought by the claimant. In essence, the VA's obligation to provide a claimant with the notice of what constitutes new and material evidence to reopen service connection claim includes the type of evidence that describes the basis for the denial and the prior decision and describes what evidence would be necessary to substantiate that element or elements required to establish service connection that were found ins insufficient in the previous denial. Therefore, the question of what constitutes material evidence to reopen a claim for service connection depends on the basis on which the prior claim was denied. Most likely, uh, most likely you'll get denied because, uh, as Joe said, you'll get all the words right or you pass that uh, uh, audio like frequency exam. But let's say uh, it happened uh, maybe two, three years ago, and now you have all the evidence that actually affects you in life, all the lay evidence. And that 
alone constitute a good shot for that claim to be approved. Yeah. A really good one. Yeah. So pretty much, uh, if you don't let it go and build up your claim, you'll have a good uh, opportunity to appeal uh, your initial uh, uh, assessment. Yeah. So and always look at why they deny you. I know you get a lot of vets get mad when you see the denial, but read the reasons to why, mm -hmm. and then you'll have a better idea of where you're at. Yeah. But most likely it's going to be just based on a doctor's exam at VA. Yeah. Because there's pretty much every second veteran claims that he has uh, some kind of uh, uh, hearing loss or audio trauma. Yeah. So VA is pretty good at uh, um, testing for that uh, disorder. So, um, so new evidence that you find, you lay evidence or whatever evidence you have from private doctor or something else means that evidence that was not previously submitted to agency. So anything new that you have, you don't have to explain why you didn't submit it. Uh, you might have to explain it to the judge, but VA most likely they won't ask you. At least that's what I understand. No, yeah, no, I agree. So, um... So new and material evidence can be neither cumulative nor redundant of the evidence of record. So if you have a, a body letter already on the record and you get another body letter uh, from the friends that have been with you during that time that says exactly the same, it's redundant. Uh, so service connection. So let's say the veteran seeks service connection for tinnitus. He asserts that in service he has an acoustic trauma, and uh, which uh, actually continued to the present, and which means that he still suffers. Uh, the veteran maintains that he first noticed tinnitus in service, and that the ringing in the ears has continued since that time. That would be our uh, background story uh, for the appeal. Uh, so, service connection may be established for a disability resulting from injury suffered or disease contracted in the line of duty. That means that this situation falls under VA rule. Uh, service con connection may be granted for any disease diagnosed after discharge that also falls under uh, this rule. Um, where there is a chronic disease shown in such a in service or within the presumptive period under VA regulation or so to permit a finding of service connection subsequent manifestations of the same chronic disease at any later date, however remote and service connected unless clearly attributed to uh, intercurrent causes. That's kind of a difficult uh, you know, uh, sentence to grasp which means that if uh, there is a disease that you are seen still suffering and the period uh, in between uh, which you actually can claim that disability didn't run out, you can still claim it. Yeah. Um, so, the credibility and weight of all the evidence, including the medical evidence, should be asserted to determine its probative value. And the evidence found to be persuasive or unpersuasive should be accounted for, and reasons should be provided for rejecting any evidence favorable to the claimant. 
So that goes to all the lay evidence that you're going to be presenting to the judge or to Board of Appeals. Equal weight is not accorded to each piece of evidence contained in the record. Every item of evidence does not have the same probative value. So that means if you have uh, five documents, five different lay evidence for, uh, to support your claim uh, that you are appealing, uh, it doesn't mean that each of those papers would have you know, 15 or 20% out of 100. Some of them are more important, some of them less important. It's on judge to decide. The only evidence weighting against the claims is the VA examiner's opinion, which is based at least in part on two factors. That's a situation, it not uh, and uh, uh, rule. So that most likely was what uh, uh, judge gonna have on the file. So one of those factors would be that there is no definitive data to show tinnitus at the time of the veteran's discharge from service but it's because probably uh, uh, the radar overlooked that information, but most likely he didn't give all necessary documents information for them to consider. And the second factor would be that the veteran had post-service occupational and recreational nose exposure in addition to his uh, in-service nose exposure. Because you're a hunter and you hunt. And uh, that's what uh, happened to, uh, that's what was happening after you've been discharged, and that's why uh, that activity actually affected your uh, you know, normal hearing. And there might be uh, plenty others, so that like you've been doing like recreational uh, kind of uh, activities, maybe paintball, or I don't know anything that would uh, working on cars, working on cars, and you. Uh, wasn't uh, wearing hearing protection and they can prove it, that might be a reason for denial. But most likely we would have only uh, self-reported uh, evidence and uh, first uh, self, uh, not self, uh, first assessment from a VA doctor on uh, your hearing. Maybe that frequency audio lab analysis or uh, words uh, what is called words when you have to repeat words oh the uh, speech discrimination yeah 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 it's usually about 20 words you got to repeat mm. you can remember <laughs> yeah. it's a lot so do you have anything to add for tinnitus main thing talk about the noise exposure you're into talk about a specific moment if you can you know when a grenade went off or you were on flight lines or especially with the older vets, you guys didn't have any hearing protection at all. So that's one hell of a good excuse. But talk about your service and talk about how it's affecting you. Don't talk about it might be this, it might be that, or every once in a while it comes and goes. Talk about how it's affecting you. And so don't be shy. But let the VA examiner know what's going on because just because you get all the words right on a hearing test doesn't necessarily mean you don't have tinnitus. Mm -hmm. That's true. But keep in mind, for younger vets, you got much better shot if you appeal. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you get denied, don't get discouraged. Mm -hmm. uh, so, also, 
uh, understand what tinnitus is, what hearing loss is, uh, educate yourself, um, and back up uh, your claim with uh, lay evidence that you can find. Yeah. And as always, um, do you have any suggestions for book, great movie, stuff to do? Um, one good book is that It's Great to Be King from about uh, Mel Brooks's life. And so if you're into comedy movies, you read that, he's a pretty funny guy. This uh, quote of words of wisdom of the day. The only thing to do with good advice is pass it on. It's never, it is never any use to oneself. All right, guys. Thank you. Oscar Wilde. That's it, folks. Thank you for listening. Um, until next time, over and out.